section twenty seven of curiosities of literature volume three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. curiosities of literature volume three by isaac disraeli of langlais du fresnois the méthode pour étudier l'histoire by the abbe langlais du fresnois is a master key to all the locked-up treasures of ancient and modern history and to the more secret stores of the obscure memorialists of every nation the history of this work and its author are equally remarkable the man was a sort of curiosity in human nature as his works are in literature l'anglais du fresnois is not a writer merely laborious without genius he still has a hearty originality in his manner of writing and of thinking and his vast and restless curiosity fermenting his immense book-knowledge with a freedom verging on cynical causticity led to the pursuit of uncommon topics even the prefaces to the works which he edited are singularly curious and he has usually added bibliotheque or critical catalogues of authors which we may still consult for notices on the writers of romances of those on literary subjects on alchemy or the hermetic philosophy of those who have written on apparitions visions etc an historical treatise on the secret of confession etc besides those pièces justificatives which constitute some of the most extraordinary documents in the philosophy of history his manner of writing secured him readers even among the unlearned his mordacity his sarcasm his derision his pregnant interjections his unguarded frankness and often his strange opinions contribute to his readers amusement more than comports with his graver tasks but his peculiarities cannot alter the value of his knowledge whatever they may sometimes detract from his opinions and we may safely admire the ingenuity without quarrelling with the sincerity of the writer who having composed a work on l'usage des romans in which he gaily impugned the authenticity of all history to prove himself not to have been the author ambidextrously published another of l'histoire justifiée contre les romans and perhaps it was not his fault that the attack was spirited and the justification dull this method in his tablette chronologique of nearly forty other publications are the only ones which have outlived their writer volumes merely curious are exiled to the shelf of the collector the very name of an author merely curious that shadow of a shade is not always even preserved by a dictionary compiler in the universal charity of his alphabetical mortuary the history of this work is a striking instance of those imperfect beginnings which have often closed in the most important labours this admirable method made its first meagre appearance in two volumes in seventeen thirteen it was soon reprinted at home and abroad and translated into various languages in seventeen twenty nine it 
assumed the dignity of four quartos but at this stage it encountered the vigilance of government and the lacerating hand of a celebrated censeur gros de Beauze. it is said that from a personal dislike of the author he cancelled one hundred and fifty pages from the printed copy submitted to his censorship he had formally approved of the work and had quietly passed over some of these obnoxious passages it is certain that gros de Beauze, in a dissertation on the janus of the ancients in this work actually erased a high commentation of himself Footnote. this fact appears in the account of the minuter erasures which Langlais had with unusual courtesy bestowed on gros de Beauze, for as a critic he is most penurious of panegyric and there is always a caustic flavour even in his drops of honey this censure either affected to disdain the commendation or availed himself of it as a trick of policy this was a trying situation for an author now proud of a great work and who himself partook more of the bull than of the lamb he who winced at the scratch of an epithet beheld his perfect limbs bruised by erasures and mutilated by cancels this sort of troubles indeed was not unusual with Langlais. he had occupied his old apartment in the bastille so often that at the sight of the officer who was in the habit of conducting him there Langlais would call for his nightcap and snuff and finish the work he had then in hand at the bastille where he told jordan that he made his edition of moreau he often silently restituted an epithet or a sentence which had been condemned by the censeur at the risk of returning once more but in the present desperate affair he took his revenge by collecting the castrations into a quarto volume which was sold clandestinely i find by jordan in his voyage littoraire who visited him that it was his pride to read these cancels to his friends who generally but secretly were of opinion that the decision of the censeur was not so wrong as the hardihood of Langlais insisted on all this increased the public rumour and raised the price of the cancels the craft and mystery of authorship was practised by Langlais to perfection and he often exulted not only in the subterfuges by which he parried his censure but in his bargains with his booksellers who were equally desirous to possess while they have feared to enjoy his uncertain or his perilous copyrights when the unique copy of the Maytud, in its pristine state before it had suffered any dilapidations made its appearance at the sale of the curious library of the censure gros de Beauze, it provoked a roxburgh competition where the collectors eagerly outbidding each other the price of this uncastrated copy reached to fifteen hundred livres and even more extraordinary in the history of french bibliography than in our own the curious may now find all these cancel sheets or castrations preserved in one of those works of literary history to which the germans have contributed more largely than other european nations and i have discovered that even the erasures or bruises are amply furnished in another bibliographical record footnote 
the castrations are in bayeri memoriae historico christici liborum rariorum page one hundred and sixty six the bruises are carefully noted in the catalogue of the duc de la valliere four thousand four hundred and sixty seven those who are curious in such singularities will be gratified by the extraordinary opinions and results in bayet and which after all were purloined from a manuscript abridgment of universal history which was drawn up by comte de boulainvilliers and more adroitly than delicately inserted by langlet in his own work the original manuscript exists in various copies which were afterwards discovered the minuter corrections in the duc de la valliere's catalogue furnish a most enlivening article in the dryness of bibliography End of footnote this method after several later editions was still enlarging itself by fresh supplements and having been translated by men of letters in europe by coletti in italy by menken in germany and by dr rawlinson in england these translators have enriched their own editions by more copious articles designed for their respective nations the sagacity of the original writer now renovated his work by the infusions of his translators like old eason it had its veins filled with green juices and thus his old work was always undergoing the magic process of rejuvenescence footnote the last edition enlarged by drouet is in fifteen volumes but is not later than seventeen seventy two it is still an inestimable manual for the historical student as well as his tablette chronologie End of footnote the personal character of our author was as singular as many of the uncommon topics which engaged his inquiries these we might conclude had originated in mere eccentricity or were chosen at random but langlet has shown no deficiency of judgment in several works of acknowledged utility and his critical opinions his last editor has shown have for the greater part been sanctioned by the public voice it is curious to observe how the first direction which the mind of a hardy inquirer may take will often account for that variety of uncommon topics he delights in and which on a closer examination may be found to bear an invisible connection with some preceding inquiry as there is an association of ideas so in literary history there is an association of research and a very judicious writer may thus be impelled to compose on subjects which may be deemed strange or injudicious this observation may be illustrated by the literary history of langlet du fresnois he opened his career by addressing a letter and a tract to the sorbonne on the extraordinary affair of maria d'agreda abbess of the nunnery of the immaculate conception in spain whose mystical life of the virgin published on the decease of the abbess and which was received with such rapture in spain had just appeared at paris where it excited the murmurs of the pious and the inquiries of the curious 
this mystical life was declared to be founded on apparitions and revelations experienced by the abbess Longlay proved or asserted that the abbess was not the writer of this pretended life though the manuscript existed in her handwriting and secondly that the apparitions and revelations recorded were against all the rules of apparitions and revelations which he had painfully discovered the affair was of a delicate nature the writer was young and incredulous a grey-beard more deeply versed in theology replied and the sorbonnes silenced our philosopher in embryo longlay confined these researches to his portfolio and so long a period as fifty-five years had elapsed before they saw the light it was when calmet published his dissertations on apparitions that the subject provoked longlay to return to his forsaken researches he now published all he had formerly composed on the affair of maria d'agreta and two other works the one traite historique et dogmatique sur les apparitions les visions et les révélations particulières in two volumes and rassuer de dissertations anciennes et nouvelles sur les apparitions etc with a catalogue of authors on this subject in four volumes when he edited the roman de la rose in compiling the glossary of this ancient poem it led him to reprint many of the earliest french poets to give an enlarged edition of the arete d'amour that work of love and chivalry in which his fancy was now so deeply embedded while the subject of romance itself naturally led to the taste of romantic productions which appeared in l'usage des romans and its accompanying copious nomenclature of all romances and romance writers ancient and modern our vivacious abbe had been bewildered by his delight in the works of a chemical philosopher and though he did not believe in the existence of apparitions and certainly was more than a sceptic in history yet it is certain that the grand d'oeuvre was an article in his creed it would have ruined him in experiments if he had been rich enough to have been ruined it altered his health and the most important result of his chemical studies appears to have been the invention of a syrup in which he had great confidence but its trial blew him up into a timpany from which he was only relieved by having recourse to a drug also of his own discovery which in counteracting the syrup reduced him to an alarming state of atrophy but the mischances of the historian do not enter into his history and our curiosity must be still eager to open longlay's histoire de la philosophie hermétique accompanied by a catalogue of the writers in this mysterious science in two volumes as well as his enlarged edition of the works of great parachelsian nicholas lefebvre this philosopher was appointed by charles the second superintendent over the royal laboratory at st james's he was also a member of the royal society and the friend of boyle to whom he communicated the secret of infusing young blood into old veins with the notion that he could renovate that which admits of no second creation footnote the dictionnaire historique seventeen eighty nine in their article 
nicholas lefebvre notices the third edition of his uh, course of chemistry that of sixteen sixty four in two volumes but the present one of l'anglais du fresnoise is more recent seventeen fifty one enlarged into five volumes two of which contain his own editions i have never met with this edition and it is wanting at the british museum lefebvre published a tract on the great cordial of sir walter raleigh which may be curious End of footnote. such was the origin of du fresnois active curiosity on a variety of singular topics the germs of which may be traced to three or four of our author's principal works our abbe promised to write his own life and his pugnacious vivacity and hearty frankness would have seasoned a piece of autobiography an amateur has however written it in the style which amateurs like with all the truth he could discover enlivened by some secret history writing the life of l'anglais with the very spirit of l'anglais it is a mask taken from the very features of the man not the insipid wax-work of an hyperbolical eloge maker footnote this anonymous work of mémoire de monsieur l'abbé l'anglais du fresnois although the dedication is signed g p is written by michaud of dijon as a presentation copy to comte de vienne in my possession proves michaud is the writer of two volumes of agreeable melange historique et philologique and the present is a very curious piece of literary history the dictionnaire historique has compiled the article of l'anglais entirely from this work but the journal des scavants was too ascetic in this opinion et toise la peine de faire un livre pour apprendre au public en homme de l'être fou espion escroc bizarre fougue cynique incapable d'amitié de soumission aux lois etc yet they do not pretend that the bibliography of l'anglais du fresnois is at all deficient in curiosity in the footnote although l'anglais du fresnois commenced an early life his career as a man of letters he was at first engaged in the great chase of political adventure and some striking facts are recorded which show his successful activity michaud describes his occupations by a paraphrastical delicacy of language which an englishman might not have so happily composed the minister for foreign affairs the marquis de torcy sent l'anglais du deal where the court of the elector of cologne was then held he had particular orders to watch that the two ministers of the elector should do nothing prejudicial to the king's affairs he seems however to have watched many other persons and detected many other things he discovered a captain who agreed to open the gates of mont to marlborough for a hundred thousand piastres the captain was arrested on the parade the letter of marlborough was found in his pocket and the traitor was broken on the wheel l'anglais denounced a foreign general in the french service and the event warranted the prediction his most important discovery was that of the famous conspiracy of 
prince Salamar, one of the chimerical plots of alberoni to the honour of l'anglais he would not engage in its detection unless the minister promised that no blood should be shed these successful incidents in the life of an honourable spy were rewarded with a moderate pension l'anglais must have been no vulgar intriguer he was not only perpetually confined by his very patrons when he resided at home for the freedom of his pen but i find him early imprisoned in the citadel of Strasbourg for six months it is said for purloining some curious books from the library of the abbe bignon of which he had the care it is certain that he knew the value of the scarcest works and was one of those lovers of bibliography who trade at times in costly rarities at vienna he became intimately acquainted with the poet rousseau and prince eugene the prince however who suspected the character of our author long avoided him l'anglais insinuated himself into the favour of the prince's librarian and such was his bibliographical skill that this acquaintance ended in prince eugene laying aside his political dread and preferring the advice of l'anglais to his librarians to enrich his magnificent library when the motive of l'anglais residence at vienna became more and more suspected rousseau was employed to watch him and not yet having quarrelled with his brother's spy he could only report that the abbe l'anglais was every morning occupied in working on his tablette chronologique a work not worthy of alarming the government that he spent his evenings at a violin players married to a frenchwoman and returned home at eleven as soon as our historian had discovered that the poet was a brother spy and newsmonger on the side of prince eugene their reciprocal civilities cooled l'anglais now imagined that he owed his six months retirement in the citadel of strasbourg to the secret officiousness of rousseau each grew suspicious of the other's fidelity and spies are like lovers for their mutual jealousies settled into the most inveterate hatred one of the most defamatory libels is l'anglais intended dedication of his edition of marot to rousseau which being forced to suppress in holland by order of the states-general at brussels by the intervention of the duke of aremberg and by every means the friends of the unfortunate rousseau could contrive was however many years afterwards at length subjoined by l'anglais to the first volume of his work on romances where an ordinary reader may wonder at its appearance unconnected with any part of the work in this dedication or a loge historique he often addresses mon cher rousseau but the irony is not delicate and the calumny is heavy rousseau lay too open to the unlicensed causticity of his accuser the poet was then expatriated from france for a false accusation against sorin in attempting to fix on him those criminal couplets which so long disturbed the peace of the literary world in france and of which rousseau was generally supposed to be the writer but of which on his deathbed he solemnly protested that he was guiltless 
the coup de grace is given to the poet stretched on this rack of invective by just accusations on account of those infamous epigrams which appear in some editions of that poet's works a lesson for a poet if poets would be lessened who indulge their imagination at the cost of their happiness and seem to invent crimes as if they themselves were criminals but to return to our l'anglais had he composed his own life it would have offered a sketch of political servitude and political adventure in a man too intractable for the one and too literary for the other yet to the honour of his capacity we must observe that he might have chosen his patrons would he have submitted to patronage prince Jusien at vienna cardinal passionai at rome or mont leblanc the french minister would have held him on his own terms but liberty in my books was the secret ejaculation of l'anglais and from that moment all things in life were sacrificed to a jealous spirit of independence which broke out in his actions as well as in his writings and a passion for study for ever crushed the worm of ambition he was as singular in his conversation which says jordan was extremely agreeable to a foreigner for he delivered himself without reserve on all things and on all persons seasoned with secret and literary anecdotes he refused all the conveniences offered by an opulent sister that he might not endure the restraint of a settled dinner-hour he lived to his eightieth year still busied and then died by one of those grievous chances to which aged men of letters are liable our caustic critic slumbered over some modern work and falling into the fire was burnt to death many characteristic anecdotes of the abbe l'anglais have been preserved in the dictionnaire historique but i shall not repeat what is of easy recurrence End of section twenty seven